In today's episode, we discuss how our journey of personal development is more connected to our energy than you think with Emer Zone, a confidence and mindset coach to creatives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We also discuss how sometimes doing nothing, getting still, and tuning in to listen to our inner wisdom and simply learning to live in the present moment can be incredibly powerful for our energy rather than constantly forcing ourselves to keep hustling instead of allowing ourselves to flow. If you're ready to remember who you are on an energetic, sacred, and soul level, to seek your truth, to feel your power, and to shine your light brighter than before. If you are ready to awaken on a deeper level, then I, Kimberly Castro, welcome you to Quantum Speaks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Quantum Speaks. I am uh, Kimberly Castro, and today I'm here with a, a beautiful, wonderful guest speaker, Emer Zone, beautiful name, and uh, just a little bit about Emer. Uh, she's a confidence and mindset coach. She's the creator of the Elegant Number Method for Boundary Setting. Um, she's also an author, author of the Little Book of Good Enough, so I want to hear a little bit about that and coach the creatives, leaders, and uh, entrepreneurs. And I I read that you're from uh, originally from Dublin and you live in New Mexico. And I used to live in New Mexico. So uh, that's, I was like, oh, really? I haven't heard anybody from New Mexico lately. I haven't met anybody. So I wanted to welcome you in. And if you could just introduce yourself and just a little, you know, tell us a little synopsis of how you became this mindset coach and author and a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for the lovely introduction. It's so funny that you have a, a New Mexico connection too. Um, yeah. So a bit of a um, bit of a journey to to become who I am today, to be where I am today. Um, I, uh, I I was originally from Dublin. Spent seventeen years in the UK. And um, the move to the U.S. happened about seven, eight years ago when um, I had three young kids. I just thought I had everything sort of settled and where their schools were and everything. And I was about to sort of go, okay, more time for me. And then um, his job took us to the States. He's American. And so um, that sort of was a little bit of a shift for me to kind of refocus and kind of go, okay, I'm in a whole new country here. What will I do? Um, and that was in Florida. Um, so and I'm I in Florida. Florida. <laughs> You're in Florida? <laughs> little connections, little connections. <laughs> I tell you. Um, so I was in Miami for two years. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, so Irish in my complexion. When my husband says we're going to Miami, I was going, this is just a really weird pivot. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the climate and I was going, why would I be there? I know it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, so it was quite a shift. And I kind of found myself going, huh, okay. So I used to do tech sales. I studied law. What the heck am I going to do in this country? And now I have to help with my kids again. So that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And um, kind of coming to this point that, um, do you know what? Life is going to be what life is going to be. And if I'm going to 
find my my way regardless of what happens externally it's going to be up to me because I was not happy after I moved to the states I was not happy in Miami for a while I was going what the hell am I doing here so it was a bit of a beginning of that awakening and I think um I came across I was sitting on a park bench with a friend doing the after school thing with the kid um, the kids in the park, and she talked to me about something called her dream line. I was just looking for the name of a cleaner. And she said, oh, I have getting a cleaner on my dream line. Um, you know, I don't have one. And I was going, well, forget the cleaner thing. What the hell is a dream line? Right. Because um, that sounds so much more interesting than right. cleaning my bathrooms. <laughs> um, and that was the beginning of a conversation um, that you know, led me ultimately to, to what I do today, because she was talking about um, a vision for life that had come from a framework that had come from Tim Ferriss. Um, and so I just kind of was introduced to his podcast through that. And Tim does a really great job of getting so many different personalities onto his podcast. And then he would ask people, what book do you recommend to people, you know, from every guest. And so I started getting all those books, which just kind of led me in every direction. Um, and I think, you know, I started a, an online business, which was a social enterprise for women, where I was looking to give back to the Global Fund for Women. With a law background, I was very interested in what gets in the way for women. And when I saw how often our lives and our careers are interrupted, um, just through deciding if we're going to have kids and be a parent, or maybe you have an, an older family member that you have to look after, or maybe you end up being plucked from one country and landed in another, you know, that life just comes at us. And so I said, you know, I was interested in, in that and how women can really, no matter what age or stage they're at in life or what comes at them, how can they begin to be in that space and make it work for them. Um, and then I wrote my book, The Little Book of Good Enough, because doing that work with the social enterprise at online work, I kind of thought, you know, there's an awful lot going on systemically. And I have a background in law and I'm very interested in labor law and employment law and discrimination. And I was kind of going, well, gee whiz, it's going to take us a long time to fix that stuff. Right. Um, you know, I'm like hitting on the door of 50. I've got a, you know, 14 year old daughter now. And I was thinking, you know, what are the statistics? 247 years until there's pay equality at the current rate of progress. I was going, I could be doing this work and nothing had changed by the time I popped my clogs. What's so that's when the internal journey began. And then looking at that book was about what stops us. Forget what's outside. Let's look at where the power really resides on that internal journey. And that's when I wrote the little book of good enough, which is, you know, you write the book that you want to read mm -hmm. uh, that you need yourself. And that was about my own kind of internal story of, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. You know, I'm too old, too young, you know, whatever the not enough story is and really looking at how can I help change that narrative because you know there's this strong belief that I have there's so much untapped power 
um, in women, so much untapped feminine power. And if we could access that, I really think, you know, we could quite literally transform the world. But when we're caught in that I'm not enough and the self-doubt, that just stops people in the starting blocks. You know, and from there I trained as a coach and now I specialize in confidence and mindset. And it really is focused on this, you know, tapping into that potential and where we are, you know, that it really doesn't matter what's going on out there. You don't need to fight that. There's stuff going on here. And when you can access and tap into that, you can manifest stuff out there and influence stuff out there. You know, it doesn't, it's about power, not force. Yes, that's beautiful. So what did you find was the common, you know, you said you started to reach out and help other women. Did you find like a common besides not enough or, or which part of not enough was a common belief that you were discovering about your clients? I think that was, that was the core. It was that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not enough story. Yes. I, I think is, is just resides. And so many people are carrying it with them. They're camouflaging it and they're doing things regardless of its presence. And I, I don't think that we're looking to battle and right. um, kind of dismantle something necessarily. It's just like making peace almost with it. But I think that's huge, but it has, tentacles that extend you know that might be the seed but if you don't think you're enough yes um you know then you're into the land of um you know there's no boundaries I don't make time for myself Mm -hmm. I'm just more interested in your opinion of me do you like me am I okay what do you need Mm -hmm. from me Mm -hmm. um and that's you know the common sort of conditioning of women to be the caregiver you know or to put themselves last and um and I think it really is that lack of space and time, you know, there's no, um, it just feel, feels like women are not taking up enough, up enough space in the world and they're not giving themselves enough space in their own lives to be able to take those steps to really tap into their power. It's, it's so much outward and giving and doing for others and just no time even to take that breath and kind of really know themselves mm-hmm. and really belong to themselves, I guess, really connect at that deeper level to who they are. And, and unless you do that, you can't express it. Right. And then you're not, I mean, I don't believe you're truly living, you're truly being who you're supposed to be. You don't remember who you are. Mm-hmm. You're playing a role. Yes playing a role you're wearing a mask and I feel that in my heart and I almost want to like you know my eyes want to well up with tears because I feel like that's where a lot of use like you're saying we we women I know I've been there a few times where I'm like where did I go who am I why am I here you know and like you said you put yourself in the background you're trying to be the champion for everybody else and you know like you have a a spouse or kids or life or you know a career and you're putting everybody else first and then you put yourself last and and you feel like at the time you, when you're in it sometimes you feel like you're doing the right thing but when you're alone by yourself in the middle of the night you wake up you're like what something inside whatever the mask looks like it's happy and it's good the insides the insides off 
And whether it's you don't feel like enough or you don't feel like you're giving yourself enough, a lot of people do not know what it is. They just feel like something is missing. So are there any steps? Are there any steps like you're saying that like you could tell the audience right now, maybe something you learned when you're writing your book and when you became um, a coach that could help somebody like right now, something they could do today, something they could do tonight to at least even go within to find out what's missing or what should I start looking at? What am I, you know, anything, words of wisdom. Yeah, I, I think there is, you know, that that feeling when you're lost and it's really hard to think where, you know, where can I drop anchor mm-hmm. and, and feel some sense of peace and, and begin um, to get unstuck. Um, and I think what I typically um, do with people when I'm working with them, even just very briefly or for, for a longer period of time is, you know, it's until we make the unconscious conscious, I think it's Jung said this, isn't it, Carl Jung, you know, it will lead our life and we will call it fate. Um, So it it really is sort of this two-pronged approach of um, kind of remembering who we are and then kind of being conscious of, you know, what, what is the makeup of this mask that is, you know, making me feel so uncomfortable. So like as a first step, um, I really do a lot of of values work Mm -hmm. to remind people because there's so much should, particularly for women, particularly I found that as a caregiver, I just knew that I had to be a mom and a partner and hold stuff together. And I'd forgotten what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was really embarrassing. What do you want? I don't know. It's been so long since I've even thought that that was, I was allowed to think about that. Wow. Yeah that I had forgotten even how to access it. So my first step for somebody would be, you know, to give yourself a little bit of space and time with a blank piece of paper. And I prefer paper and pen rather than, you know, this, because it's just all of that um, kinetic energy of the, of the writing. And, and just to write down when, you know, when you last felt connected to yourself, when were my best moments? When did I feel, when was my last great day or great moment? And just begin. So we're looking to connect dots. So you want to put in, you know, a space of giving yourself full permission. There's no such thing as selfishness. It doesn't have to be when I did this for my kids. No, it's about really connecting into when did I, when did I have a great day? When did I feel at my best? When did I feel really in alignment? When did I not have this feeling, whether it's in my gut of something being wrong, when did it last feel right? And start trying to paint a picture and detach when you're doing this from any feeling like you need to find the answer. Because there's lots of that, this will be it and then I'll get it and then I'll be done and then I'll next step. And it's not about that. It's about openness and a curiosity. And we are in search for, you know, that connection and some clues. So I would say that that is the very first step. It's, it's an opening of the door and an invitation to seeing yourself again. Beautiful. So where, where, 
because for me, I, I connect everything and I relate it to energy. So mm-hmm. it's in the conscious or unconscious, you know, or we, you know, we're hiding it from ourselves, you know, we're not tapping in, we're not going within. And that's what I feel like a lot of people just don't take the time to go within, like you said, to even explore what do I really want? What do I really need? And it's not just you on a physical level. We have many layers to ourselves. What do I need? You know, uh, you know, in a physical level, mental level, emotional level, spiritual level, there's so many levels, just like there's exercise for your physical body. We need to exercise to our, our mind, our energy. So for me, I, I liken it to, you know, um, going within and and finding energetically where in our body are we storing that feeling, even if we can't name it, where is it? Um, and then when you focus on the area, and there's many things, I know like some people breathe into an area. I ask, I, I communicate with my energy in my body and I get a lot of information about my client's body. So I've, I'll see where, where they're holding it, what, if there's a name, what the name is. And that's not always important, but sometimes it is to bring awareness to it. So we can feel what it is. So do you feel like you feel it in your client's body or do you feel it in your body where you're holding on to something that needs yeah. to be focused on? Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's huge. And I think, you know, at the beginning of my journey, I didn't realize just how enormously important that was mm-hmm. and um and that has been sort of that journey into understanding energy has been has been huge for me and sometimes I'll coach that overtly with somebody mm-hmm. like um with everybody I work with I do a, an assessment that's really based on energy levels mm-hmm. seven energy levels um and it's called so it's called the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. I mean, it's a terrible name. Um, and doesn't really give much of a, a clue to what it is, but it sounds very innocuous. Um, some people are very like, oh, energy, that's very, you know, woo-woo or something. And I'm kind of so it depends on who it, you know, some people are resistant up front if it if you're very clear about, you know, the going in and understanding really the energy field and the energy body. Um, and so I come in the side door often yes. and then with this assessment. And so I just explain these several seven levels, which are really the seven levels of consciousness, obviously, and talking about the energetic consequence of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I start at the thought level you know, educating somebody and this assessments really give somebody a snapshot of how they are showing up in life in regards to these seven levels and what are the dominant energy levels that they are showing up with and how that impacts um, them. So it's like this real um, kind of mic drop of awareness and, and then the introduction of the language of energy. And then when we come to speak about it, it's you know, when they're describing a situation and how they're feeling about it, you know, it's that question, where do you, where do you feel that in your body? Some people are so disconnected from their body. Yes. So in their head, and I'm sure you know about this from all the great work that you're doing and that to get somebody to allow themselves 
to be present with themselves and to connect in fully to themselves is can be scary for some people. And it feels, again, there's a lot of guilt. It's self-indulgent. I just need to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you're not a problem to be fixed. Right. You're a life to be experienced, your body to connect to. Um, so I think that's a really important journey. And I find when I use this energy leadership index assessment, which is something that's um, proprietary from the school of coaching that I, that I went to. And again, that just feels like it was natural, but it, yes. you know, that what shows up for you is what you need in the moment. I wasn't particularly looking for this. Mm-hmm. Right. Curiosity was sort of there and then life shows you what you need. Right. And more and more of this has just come in, you know, to my life. I remember first hearing about Abraham Hicks and, you know, from a friend like eight years ago and I'm going, I'm sorry, what? You know, I was on my way to Tony Robbins or something very different messenger um, up in New York at the time. And I said, you went to North Carolina to see what? And somebody's channeling. Sorry, I don't get that. And like a couple of years later, I was calling her going, yeah, you know, that Abraham Hicks thing that you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. And, And so the journey is, you know, has been more and more of that for me. And um, I think it, everybody sort of ends up in this, this place mm-hmm. of opening up once you are committed to a journey of personal development, connection and discovery. And so I love to coach from the energetic perspective and to introduce it to as many people as possible. Because I get lots of people coming to me who are just want to feel more confident. I want to do this in my career. And they're not at that kind of stage yet, but this is just a door opening for them to explain how energy is showing up for them and a beginning of the potential that's there if they want to go further. And I love that because you're meeting them where they are because they don't know what they need. And Mm -hmm. we know that it's energetic. And the way I receive information is, you know, just even talking to you, I'll start hearing things and hearing, you know, feeling people's energy and I'll hear where they're holding, you know, um, their, their blocks, their limiting beliefs. I'll hear what the limiting beliefs are and I, and, and how to clear them. And they're not always cleared on just the physical level. They're not always on a mindset level. They're on, you know, it could be a genetic level, core level, celestial level. It could be, a, you know, there's so many different layers and everyone says the onion layers. I like to think of it as like maybe like a, a rose just opening up petal at a time because there's always, it always seems to be another petal, another petal. Once you've, you know, you, oh, I'm done with that. No, and it shows up in a different way. So to me, I love to speak about energy. You know, this is quantum speaks. And I mean, I, my background is, it's not only all the certifications that I received, but the guidance and the teachings from my spirit guides. And it, you know, and I do have the people that are like, oh, what are you talking about? And then I have the other side, you know, of the healer friends and that (laughs) this is just common knowledge and things we talk about, you know? So I, I also, you know, for a long time, I wouldn't say things because it's, it's just not appropriate sometimes because it's just going to fall on deaf ears. It's not like I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Not I'm excited, but I say something to somebody like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you said, channeling what and going where and who and energy, they don't get it. They don't understand. And that's okay. But, um, but I, what I have been seeing lately is so many people opening up and awakening and there's so many remedies and the way I'm shown their energetic serums that 
once you tap into them, just by simply giving yourself permission with sequence, different sequence of words, whether it's I allow, you know, love to come into my life, or if there's something going on, I dissolve it on a certain level, or I resolve it. I, I always hear what the sequence is of words that I need to say to release it for myself or for somebody else. Because I'm my biggest guinea pig. I'm up mm-hmm. all night trying things on myself. And I'm like, ooh, that was too much. Or, ooh, I, you know, and I, I, I'm shown the layers to get to the core. So you could bypass all the other stuff. But some people are only on the surface level. Yeah. They're just getting there. So for me, I feel like you are led to this work, you know, you know, your path, your breadcrumbs to get you to this point is for your own healing, your own journey, and Mm. also to help, you know, all those others that are just catching up to you. But I think people are catching up a little bit faster. So I think what I'm experiencing is more people are open to the energy work, you know? Um, Yeah, I think so too. Or they're ready for it, or they're being introduced, like you said, through a book, you know, before it was like, you weren't, you didn't speak about stuff like that. It wasn't, you know, you didn't talk about metaphysics and channeling and intuition and, and meditation. Now it's like, it's trending, it's trendy, but it's, but it's me, it's more than trending. It's your life, your energy. And it's about really just getting quiet, taking a few breaths in the morning and just imagine that energy going up and down your spine and just give yourself permission. I allow anything that no longer serves me to be washed away because to me, it's like your house gets dirty, gets dusty and you can just go do a little quick clean. But you have to go do the quick clean, just like you have to give yourself permission to clean energetically, even if you don't believe it, even if you don't feel it, you know, there are just little things like that. So, uh, I mean, I, I just find this whole world of energy fascinating and I'm just happy that you're here. Just however you're reaching these people, it's amazing. Cause you're doing, you're doing energetic work. You're doing mindset work. You're doing confidence. You're getting in there somehow, but you're helping them, teaching them to go within. So for that, I, I think I just commend you. That's amazing. And do you do and anything online? A- Mostly yeah. online? Sorry. You do mostly everything online. Do you do one-on-one? Like how do people reach you? I do. I do um, coaching one-on-one online. Um, You know, I have my online course, which will relaunch in about six weeks again, which is the elegant no, which is about creating that space, Nice. you know, and, and an introduction to the work that I do on boundaries um and um yeah so and obviously a lot of people find me through my book because the message is that it's that entry-level message like I'm not connected to my power I'm really disconnected and it's that's really the first point of that's the door where people come through a lot for me and and um I'm really, really passionate about that work because the book particularly attracts women. Um, I do get men (laughs) who read it and who like emailed me and said, this was recommended to me. A guy emailed me just the other day. And, and um, is it just for women though? I think it's the pink cover or something or, you know, whatever. And it is, it's written by me really for me and anybody who was at that stage of the journey when I was. Um, but it absolutely, you know, serves men and men as well. And I think that kind of connection to self, I mean, it really is about what you're talking about, you know, that energy and that power. Um, and 
I find so many people with, you know, recently so much stress with COVID in the world, just feeling that energetic sort of upset and that tension has been huge. And that has sent a lot of people on, you know, looking for doors, you know, looking for the doors, looking um, with curiosity to say, this, this isn't how it should be. And, and this kind of tightness and intensity and all of this hustle culture and the I mean, I like to get up early, but this like, oh my God, I'm up at four o'clock and I've got, you know, 20 things done. And then I've got my 20 minutes of meditation. Meditation has almost become militarized as sort of like the high achievers going and I'm doing that check. And then I've done this check and there's not a lot of spaciousness in it. So I'm trying to come at it from this angle of like, hey, less hustle, more flow, you know, less force, more power, you know, don't just sit there and do something is, you know, it's kind of the opposite of that. Don't just do something, sit there, um, take that space. And I went on a journey recently where I just discovered by accident, by accident, <laughs> um, sad gurus work. And um, I, you know, kind of had been reading, um, I think it's an autobiography of a yogi. I had been reading and um, it's a book that Steve Jobs gave to everybody at his funeral, apparently not personally, but it was distributed. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very curious about that book and I had just been listening to it for a while. And I was really interested in Kriya Yoga Mm -hmm. as this sort of opening again, opening of a door to connection. And um, then I found Sadhguru and I attended one of his programs and it was, and considering it was online um, and there were so many people doing it, this induction into um, Kriya Yoga, it was the most incredible energetic um, yes. experience that I've ever had um, to be in his presence, even just virtually and to be inducted into that. So I think there's all of these stages and levels of our journey once we begin to open the door and we are become curious and we decide to give ourselves, you know, that space. Um, and it's, for me, it is just the antidote to that stress hustle culture um, to look for this experience of connection and being with the energy and it, just being open. Like the doing nothing is actually incredibly powerful. Yes incredibly powerful that's when you get those intuitive hits that's when the ideas come mm-hmm. that's when you, when you stop forcing stuff you realize that you can tap into a much higher level and a much more potent resource and so that ultimately is um is the dream is to connect as many people to connect as deeply personally to that um, in this lifetime as I can and to open the door for as many other people at whatever stage that they're at to access as much of that that's awesome and I it's funny because we have so many synchronicities that like uh the autobiography of a yogi that was given to me um that book was given to me by a friend years ago years 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 ago and after that I actually became um a yoga teacher, a 500 hour advanced yoga teacher. So I was, I've been teaching for 10 years and then COVID happened. So I'm not teaching right now, but um, 
yeah, for 10 years. And that was part of my training was we had to read that book. We had to learn about Kriya Yoga. We had to do our meditations. We had to do everything. And, and that book is thick. <laughs> At first, is I was like, I'm like, you want me to do what and read that? Like, I didn't read in high school and in college unless I had to. But I couldn't put the book down, you know, there's so many pearls of wisdom and everything in that book. And I actually, you know, I, I have that book, I won't get rid of it. I always want to go to it. And, and it, like you were saying, you keep, you know, people come into your life, whether it be the resources like the books, or, you know, um, you said you had the online meeting with uh, the guru. And when you're in the presence, whether it's in person or not, for me, I, you could feel their energy. It's just, I could see it. I like the room to me gets like a, uh, like a white, like, like, like a white energetic fog. And I can only see the person like glowing in between. And it's wow. like all the angels and guides are like saying, listen to this, not even listen, just feel, feel the energy. And that's what it is. Even if the people aren't ready to receive whatever messages that perhaps they're sitting down with you, your energy, you are channeling an energy, an energy, whether it be a code or something that they need to shift something within them so they could go home and get that aha moment. And they might never, ever, you know, uh, think it had anything to do with working with you or anything, but it is, we know that Hmm. we know that we could help shift, you know, we might not know what we're doing, why we're doing it. And it's way beyond, you know, comprehension, half of it, but we trust that we're in front of this person for a reason. You're in front of me for a reason, or we're on this podcast for a reason to reach out in the future for the people that are just catching up or people that just need to be reminded that go within, listen to your energy, go get quiet, find that quiet place in your, in your home outdoors, get grounded and anchor into yourself and really figure out what it is you want, what it is you need, you know, whether it be the food you need to eat or drink, the environment you need to be, the relationships you need to have. And it's not always the outside is wrong and it's not the inside is wrong. It's just different. And we go through our stages and to be kind and compassionate and And that's all I want, you know, for people to know is just treat themselves with kindness and compassion and, but keep moving, keep growing and find your own flow, find your own path and reach out to people that can help you that already doing it or might know a little bit uh, something, uh, have an experience or, uh, or a tip to do something different that could help you. Is there something I haven't said that you want to say to the audience that could help them or resource or or just yeah. something just that everything that you're saying resonates so much. And I just want to um, just take that a little bit further, maybe crystallize a tiny bit because yes. what came across when you were saying that was like, um, what the message I really want people to get is this kind of allowing, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to grant to yourself to allow yourself space to be curious. That is the biggest gift that I gave to myself was I, when I began really that journey, when that lady talked to me about the dream line, when I was sitting on a park bench in Miami, um, I allowed myself space to follow my curiosity. My curiosity took me to a conference in LA that was all about 
what was it, girl bosses, I forget her name, but who did the girl boss thing. And on that, onto the girl boss stage came, um, who's the universe got your back? Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Had never heard of Gabby Bernstein. And I'm in New York. Love her. And Gabby Bernstein. And I'm in a room full of people who were very spiritual, very interested in energy. That was like very left field for me, but I was going, I think I'm meant to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept, and I traveled alone. I showed up alone. I didn't wait for somebody to be ready at the same time as me. Travel alone to the places that you need to be in. Go to those things. You will find other people. I'm a confidence coach. I am probably a confidence coach and a mindset coach because I used to be very shy as a younger person, but nobody would, you know, ever (laughs) think that I wasn't very confident, but I came from being very shy, but now put yourself into rooms that you just, you can't quite, I remember Gabby saying that some of you will know why you're here and other people just know that you came here and you don't know why. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, I'm here but I don't know why. And I've, I've been in lots of rooms where I was there, but I didn't know why when I got into the room or I didn't know why I picked up a book. But by the time I read it, I knew by the time, you know, the event was over, I connected with these people and had these experiences. I know don't rush to understand, stay open and stay curious and bet on yourself, bet on yourself. Because when you, when you do that and you commit to going within and actually discovering, I believe everybody's here just to create and contribute at their highest level. That's why we're here. Not here to like, please everybody live, you know, you're not here to live up to the expectations of somebody else. They're there to do their work. You're here to do your work. It, that's what you, it's not selfish. It's actually your role here. Like do that, commit to that and be open and curious and give yourself time. And, you know, there is treasure there that is waiting to be tapped if you bet on yourself and you start, you know, committing to just the next step of following your curiosity. It's, it's like the best trip you'll ever take. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, I love that. I allow myself to be curious. I allow myself to be curious. Mm. So close your eyes. I allow myself to be curious and, and take a few deep breaths and just allow yourself to imagine where this curiosity could go and wake up and open your eyes and just trust, trust that you're going to be led there and without forcing it, without overanalyzing it and without pushing yourself and and then that's how we start to see the beauty the light we find the joy in things instead of these all these rigid schedules and all this to-do list and and we're not enjoying it you know so I think that's beautiful so how can my audience find you is there a website is there somewhere that they could reach you on Facebook Instagram where can they find you if they wanted to work with you or reach out and learn more yeah, to reach out and learn more, well, Emerzone and the website is very simply emerzone.com. Um, and then I'm also on um, Instagram, and that's at Emerzone Coach. And drop me a DM, send me an email, emer at emerzone.com. You know, check out my book on Amazon, The Little Book of Good Enough. You'll really, you'll see me. 
if you read my book. I, I'm very present in my book. And, you know, if you have any questions about it, just shoot me a message. I love talking to people who've read my book and are interested in learning and taking the next step. And if it feels like you'd like to just open the door, if you're at the very beginning of your journey and you want to just open the door to this world of, of energy and you just have that curious point, maybe the energy leadership index will be a nice entry point for you. And we could talk about that. Well, thank you. Um, I appreciate you being here. I feel your energy. I feel like you're just, you know, a spiritual, I feel like a spiritual teacher, like a spiritual channel, you know, just channeling that, that, that energy, that love, whatever the people need. So I, I can't wait to see um, what your next steps will be your next journey where you're, where you're going to be flowing to. So I thank you for being here. And uh Thank you to my audience and I hope everybody has a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Kim. You're Thanks welcome. everyone. Thank you.